The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Washington, D.C. has had a universal pre-K program for over a decade. Now Richmond is researching what it would take to provide free preschool to all three- and four-year-olds in the city. Megan Pauley has more. For Eva Colon with the City of Richmond, universal pre-kindergarten is a no-brainer. Bottom line is we spend a lot more on education and other social services for on children and families who have not benefited from free preschool. She's been leading the city's efforts to study it and ticks off some major benefits. Young people who are more likely to graduate high school and be fully employed later in life. If we have children who are entering kindergarten ready to learn and on and already knowing how to read, we're not spending a lot on reading specialists and interventions at the elementary level and things like that. A group called the Children's Funding Project is studying what it would cost to provide high-quality free preschool enrichment. The study results are expected next spring. Megan Pauley, VPM News. More than a dozen public figures and LGBTQ advocacy groups want the Virginia Supreme Court to uphold a decision that says requiring teachers to use a student's preferred pronoun is not in violation of their rights. Michelle Hankerson, the news director of partner station WHRO, has an update on the case out of West Point. King William County Circuit Court dismissed the original lawsuit from teacher Peter Flaming in 2020. Equality Virginia recently filed a brief in support of the lower court's decision to throw out the case. Narissa Rahman is the executive director. Her organization claims a new ruling could cause chaos in schools. We would allow teachers to decide what they believe is each student's real or true gender. That teacher's decision would solely be based on their own criteria of what they believe is appropriate. Vlaming was fired for violating West Point Public Schools' anti-discrimination policy. According to his lawsuit, Vlaming didn't want to refer to a student who was previously female by their new male pronouns. His attorney says he used the student's preferred name and avoided pronouns altogether. A number of conservative groups support Vlaming's claims, and Attorney General Jason Meares filed a brief in support of the teacher in May. Virginia's Supreme Court gathers for its next session in September. That was Michelle Hankerson reporting. A new poll released on Thursday from VCU's Wilder School of Government and Public Affairs shows that about 50 percent of Virginians are satisfied with current abortion laws and that they shouldn't be changed. Around one quarter of respondents thought Virginia's current laws were too lenient, and nearly 20 percent said they're too strict. Over half of Democrats surveyed were satisfied with the current laws, and 45 percent of Republicans said the same. Abortions in Virginia are currently legal during the first and second trimester. The procedure is permitted in the third trimester under limited circumstances. U.S. Senator Mark Warner is in, quote, active conversations with semiconductor manufacturers to bring their facilities to Virginia. Warner's comments came after the passage of the CHIPS Act in the Senate on Wednesday, according to the Virginia Mercury. The House passed the bill 24 hours later. 
It provides $52 billion in subsidies to chip manufacturers in the United States. It now goes to President Joe Biden, who is expected to sign it. Federal health officials say they're in the process of rolling out nearly 800,000 more doses of the monkeypox vaccine. This comes as people in the Richmond area are concerned about vaccine and testing availability. VPM News intern Davis Alcorn reports. I feel frustrated, I would say. That's Taylor Lacey, a Richmond resident who filled out the interest form for the monkeypox vaccine on Richmond and Enrico Health District's website. Lacey says he's been disappointed about the region's lack of supply. Having friends in larger cities and them, you know, being able to have uh, better access to the vaccine. Lacey is one of more than 1,300 people who want to get the vaccine through the Richmond and Enrico Health Districts. They received 340 doses so far and are prioritizing vaccines for those at greatest risk first. Dr. Patrick Jackson is an infectious disease expert at the UVA Health System. He says that the federal government's monkeypox testing and vaccine rollout have been insufficient. We are repeating a lot of the same mistakes that we saw early on in COVID-19. Local health district officials told VPM News that they are working with the Virginia Department of Health to secure more supply for the area. Davis Alcorn, VPM News. Virginia Medicaid recipients say the program has helped them achieve more financial security, according to a new study. The research focused on the nearly 675,000 people who were enrolled after lawmakers expanded access in 2019. Ben Pavier has more. Hannah Shadowin, a medical and Ph.D. student at VCU, worked with the state to survey people who enrolled in Medicaid after the expansion. Respondents reported lower concern about costs ranging from housing to food after a year on the program, with especially strong effects in certain communities. We found, for example, that rural individuals, once they got Medicaid coverage, had a greater decrease in paying for medical bills over time. The results, published this month in the journal Health Affairs, echoes findings in other states that have expanded Medicaid. Virginia has temporarily suspended its annual eligibility reviews of people on the program during the pandemic. State officials expect up to 400,000 people will lose coverage once they resume, but it's not clear when that'll happen. Ben Pavier, VPM News. After 33 years of being open in Charlottesville, the owner of the Rose Hill Market is closing its doors today so that he can retire. When George Swingler opened the market's doors over three decades ago, he was just looking for something to occupy his time after leaving local law enforcement, but in time he would end up helping to build his neighborhood's community. Locals told the Daily Progress that Swingler has a unique ability to make his customers feel like they belonged. Now Swingler plans to spend as much time as he can with his grandkids, who he says are eager to have him around. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.